Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure nigga fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news. I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art the shock. Go with it. Keep it a beast on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city state. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes sir You're not tuned into to the fix Your source for faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry I go by the name of DJ Focus Squad in here with me What's good, Rico Suave? What's good, sir? How you doing? Man, glad to see you this morning, man Glad to be seen. I'm, I'm trying to do so much with these kids around my house. My apologies. <laughs> hey, no, it's cool, man. You, you're a blessing, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're showing the world, man, how kingdom men take care of, you know what I'm saying, their responsibilities at home. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This kingdom oh, man right. about to go ahead and smack one of these kids inside the head in a minute. <laughs> hey, 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 holy hands in Jesus' name. Holy hands. Lay the holy hands. I got to bring out the rod in a minute. God. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned to The Fix, uh, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And, of course, our mission here is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music uh, that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And listen, we got a special guest in the building with us today on, on our call today, uh, Swab. Listen, I, I first heard this young lady, man, um, uh, I think it was the, was it the Bodak Yellow? It was either Bodak Yellow uh, remix she did or either the So Gone uh, challenge remix, but one of the two. But when I first heard her, I'm like, hmm, this is this is interesting. You know what I'm saying? We we talk about, you know, um, CHH artists getting on least beats and, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, representing <laughs> on them. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, you know, we, you know, we talk all the time about Bizzle. That's kind of like how Bizzle kind of got his uh, his backing, you know what I'm saying, using, uh, you know, least beats as we call it. But this was the first female that I heard that was like, Took me back in that '90s, aggressive. You know what I'm saying? New York raw, yeah. Style. Like you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you get this work today. You ain't know you gonna get this work today. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, welcome Kia Smith into the building. What's good, sis? Hey, what's good? What's good? How y'all doing, man? Thank y'all so much for having me. Truly a blessing, man. Thank you so much. Listen, we 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 we, we should have been had you way earlier than today, but we we're grateful for you to hop on with us today and share your. Uh, we definitely we start our first question off off the top. If you can kind of share with the people maybe a little bit of your faith story, maybe how you kind kind of came to Christ, or possibly how you reconnected with Christ. Um, well, I always been my mother always had us like praying ever since I was a little girl. All I can remember her saying, "You put God first, you know, no matter what." I mean, we didn't go to church a lot. But, um, you know, as we grew up, we started going to church. You know, you know how you, 
you you know God, but you ain't really thinking about him like that, you know. So I was out I was out there now. I was in the in the world real heavy, real heavy. Um everything you could think of. And I gave my life to Christ eight and a half years ago. So I mean, changed my life. I had ran into a homeboy. I had I said, so you know, one day I broke down. And I was watching um, TVN, and came on the TV, <laughs> shout out to TVN, <laughs> and um, Frenflo Dollar was preaching the sermon. I'm looking, and I'm like, man, it got to be more to life than this. I'm like, I had like my last, I was doing coke, i never forget, I had like the last bill in my hand. I had ran out of the money, all my sources that I didn't hit up to try to get, you know, get, get what I needed was out. And I'm like, his, his sermon came on like, you know, you have purpose. So I'm like, Lord, I know it's more than this. I know it got to be more than this. I broke down crying and I'm like, Lord, if you can do something with my life, then do it. You know what I mean? And from that point, I had went to this church and I seen a homeboy that I used to rap with uh, when I was in the streets. He used to DJ play out his uh, window. Like we used to just grab the mic, you know what I mean? Shout out to Corey Baker. He was like, yo, Key, I know you really, you killing it for the Lord. Cause you was killing it in the streets. I was like, nah, you know, I feel like that was something that I had chose to do. And he was like, man, you need to be, you know, writing for the Lord. So I go home and I'm like, oh Lord, this is what you want me to do, you know? And I had listened to a track and I started writing to it and I let my son hear it. And my son came out, he was like, yo, ma, that is hard. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, I'll let my friends hear that. <laughs> you know, and so just from then on, I just been going, going for Christ, you know, just seeing the the spark in his eyes and God using my homeboy in the, in the church, man, and giving my life to him. Like from that day, I ain't gonna say everything was perfect now. When I gave my life to him, but I know I was changed. It was something different, you know. So eight and a half years ago, man, I was, yeah, it's been it's been a long time. <laughs> No, that's, good. that's good. But t- talk a little bit more, a little bit about your transition into, um, you know, starting to study your word, um, trying to develop that relationship with God. Walk us through a little bit of that process. Because like you said, we, we all have bumps in the roads. We all kind of struggle or, you know, struggle with different vices and whatnot. So talk a little bit about that, you know, and what that process was like. You know, did you have an accountability circle that kind of like discipled you and kind of, you know, brought you up? Um, well, in the beginning, I felt like I was kind of alone, you know, for like at least the first three months, you know, because me and my husband was like, it's always been like my best friend. So when I first went in and gave my life to the Lord, he was still out there in the streets. So he was kind of like, man, yeah, whatever, this ain't going to, you know what I mean? She ain't going to do this for real. So he's still trying to push me to liquor. He's trying to still, you know, push me to the drugs. I'm just like, you know. You like put but, the yak down. You like put the yak yeah, down. Yeah, like put the put it down, man. Like I'm trying to like all the temptations, you know what I'm saying? And um just going music, I never forget it was the um a video. That's what helped kept me even strong. I seen Bizzle. Bizzle had did a video video, the one with the Lauren Hill um track. I mean, crazy. I'm like, yo, they doing this for Christ, you know? So just even using that to keep me motivated to keep me staying and sticking and staying and that because it was times that i felt like yo i can't i, I can't do this i might want to take the wine like i'm like jesus 
fed gave to the people why you know you try to find ways to <laughs> you know what i mean to still keep doing what you're doing and i ain't knocking nobody to drink wine you know what i'm saying i just choose not to drink it but you know you try to find those ways to still do what you want to do in the world and you know and as after those three months my husband kind of, he seen that i was sticking and staying so when he came on board it was like my strength is like really like rose up in me you know what i mean he was like praying to see him pray and coming to church with me. You know what I'm saying? He was still going to church smelling like liquor and marijuana, but he was going, you know what I mean? That was like big for me, huge. And I mean, from there, I mean, I just, it's, I just been going, but it's time now. Cause I used to like be, I could be riding in the car and I could still smell like the cocaine smell. Like it'll be like the enemy, like playing mind games with me. I'd be like, what in the world? It was a time that I couldn't go in the store and get the goody powder or the BC powder because it reminded me so much of the way the bill was folded up. You know what I mean? So just staying away from certain things like that and my husband and the music, it kept me strong, going harder in my faith. You know, just, just so you definitely got to surround yourself by things that you're not used to seeing. You know what I mean? With your eye gates, you got to change that whole environment because Yo, the temptation is real, <laughs> you know, but we got power. So thank God for power, you know? Yeah. And when you spoke about surrounding yourself, uh, it made me think about like the accountability, like what kept you accountable during the whole ordeal of transitioning from the world to the kingdom? Um, I would definitely say looking at my son from the time that when I, when he did hear that song and he was like, yo, mom, you know what I mean? I let my friends hear this, you know, and he, the kids are like, wow, you know what I'm saying? So even me looking at him and like dancing to the tracks and him, you know what I'm saying, thanking Jesus and praying, you know what I'm saying? Like that right there was accountable, accountable for me to keep going, you know what I mean? I just, I think, you know what I'm saying? And then like just writing, writing was a, a, a way for me to like, have therapy type, you know what I mean? Like to, I don't to keep me like accountable with God. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is what He's given me, and this is what I need. I need to be held accountable for. You know what I'm saying? And it's His gen, my son's generation is like, you know what I mean? Is 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 the ones that's coming up. So I got to keep doing this, keep going for Him. You know what I mean? And that right there alone. Just seeing him, man, because he's seen both sides. He's seen this side that when I was in the streets. And for him to see me, like, and he, because he was, like, like 12 years old, you know what I mean? So for him to see me, like, hey, my mom going to church, you know what I mean? Holding me accountable, like, Ma, you going to church today? You know, that right there, that was everything for me, you know? That's what's up. Most most of the time, the kids are, are the reason we change. Like, I look at my kids and... I kind of see like what I used to be from a womanizer to now I'm a faithful husband. I've never thought about even being married, but now I'm married and kids, I, I completely understand. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what would you say, knowing that the, your son is your your accountability, uh, your accountability influence? What would you say would be your spiritual regimen? Like, what what keep you in the word and? keep you abreast to everything going on spiritually to keep motivated and stay accountable? Um, I definitely would say my husband, he definitely keeps, <laughs> keeps me like, yo, 
reading that word and then like two just to feel like i'm not like i'm missing out you know what i mean i'll be feeling like hey well like if i'm ready i'll be like i ain't read enough today or just that when because you know when you first give your life to christ it's like you be so on fire you know what i mean so it's like that high like you so high you know what i'm saying and then when you find you know you kind of start getting into it months go by and you're not you're not reading as much or you know doing as much you get that like now, I'm searching for that high again because now I want to go into a higher level with you guys. Like I need, I need more. You know, so I need that feeling back. You know what I'm saying? So I think even with that, just like going higher. Like I know it got to be more because I remember when he did this when I first gave my life to him. So I know it's more to him. You know what I mean? So just that seeking, seeking. Like he can show up at any time. You know what I'm saying? He can speak to somebody at any time. Like. And I want to be ready. I want to be prepared for it, you know. So definitely. Well, that's good. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, with everything that's happened over this year with the pandemic and whatnot. Um, how, you know, how's it, in, you know, infected you, uh, affected you, and you know, just in general with everything, at least with your within your artistry. Um, artistry wise, it's been like yo, so different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was used to be able, you know, to go out and minister more. But I mean, it's different. I have been given the opportunity to still minister for like youth and certain different churches, but it's like so different performing and ministering live. Like my husband holding the camera, and I'm like, y'all come on, y'all get up, and nobody's right there for you know what I mean. So that aspect of it is like way different. But just to still be having, be able to have the opportunity to serve, like somebody still hit you up, like yo, can you do this for our youth? You know what I mean. So that's that's been a blessing but you know as far as like being kind of like not be able to see my family like there's certain people you know going to church we haven't been to church so everything is like straight zoom everything is like we did we did have a parking lot praise so that was that was a blessing but it's still you know social distancing and the mask man like i'm i would be real i hate the mask like i hate you know what I, mean? I know we yes. gotta wear them we all you know hate what I mean? it. But just, you know what I mean? Going in the stores and just masked up, you know, sometimes you get lightheaded and I, it just, it's just crazy. And I remember one day I read in the store one day um, and this little girl, I forgot my mask because I was like in a rush. So this little girl looked at me like, yo, like you, she looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, what's she, why she looking at me like this? I'm like, oh man, my mask, you know? So just to see that the younger generation their mindset is like, this is normal. Like this, we wear masks, you know what I mean? And like coming up, we never did this. So it's kind of crazy to see everything change so much from this, you know what I mean, pandemic. And at the same time, it's still been a blessing. You know, my, uh, my husband, he worked out of town like so much, like he would have to leave for the week and then come home on the weekend. So now since that's happened, everything's changed so now he comes home every day you know what i'm saying that was like always one of my prayers so you know what i mean I, I truly believe that god would stop the world for one of his kids like you know what i mean i seen families like just spending more time together you know what i'm saying i'm one of the families like my immediate family wise you know but a lot of my distant family i miss you know i, I don't get to see them like i used to or just hang out you know certain things but it's been different, truly different, man. Especially like I'm used to being in the church like every Sunday, Bible study, like just fellowshipping. 
hanging out, you know, go to the, your friend house, play card games. You know what I mean? Like, it's all the saints get together, play spades. We don't do that no more. Everybody like, wait a minute, get your mask off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So travel-wise, as an artist, I think it's been it's been hard as on, on ministry-wise, but it's working itself out, definitely working itself out. Yeah, and we're going to get through this time. We're going to get back to some type of normal living uh, eventually. We, we'll keep that in prayer. So so speak a little bit about your experience um, as a as a lady artist in a male-driven industry, um, you know, whether, you know, we, we can look at it for what it is. Just speak a little bit about, you know, what has your, been your experience since you've been in the industry as a lady um, and, you know, how, how have people like kind of like in, in a male driven industry, how have they like, you know, received you, responded to you? Um, on both, on both sides or just this, this side? No, no, both sides. So yeah, we, both this is the fix. This the fix. Get, get, get the people's <laughs> now. Don't, don't hold back. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of, I would definitely say as a woman, it's, it's always hard for women, like period. You know what I mean? I, I remember even getting all, I had, we had, I was signed to a deal if I was in a group with two males and they was trying to do like the, the new Fuji's. This was like a few year, years ago. And um, I finally, it, it nothing worked out with that deal. It was crazy, crazy. Um, finally got my attorney to get me off that contract get it get out of that deal so i go back to new york to try to you know do my solo thing and i go in i never forget i was at universal and the dude came down he was like you saw that couch that was inside the office right and i'm like yeah he was like well if you're trying to get this deal you know you're gonna have to lay on that couch right there i'm like what you know what i'm saying i'm shocked like he even coming at me like this he was like yeah he was like i don't care how talented you are you going, he was like, what you think? He was like, he was, he was naming all the females in the industry, like top, you know what I mean? He was like, all of them, they laid on that couch. He was like, you're going to have to get down. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? You know what I mean? I'm, I got tears in my eyes. I'm like, yo, my talent speaks for itself. He was like, no, we don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? So just from that right there, like my, I was like heartbroken. Like, oh man, like I come home and I mean, it's, I'm like, I'm in tears. I'm like, yo, I, this is crazy right here. When I get home, like, uh, I never forget these dudes asked me to be on the track. And I'm like, okay, I can get on the track. So I'm waiting for the single to come out. They don't put the single out. So I get uh, info, information saying like, well, we ain't gonna put the single out because her verse, her verse sounded harder than ours. We ain't about to put that out there like that. You really think we're gonna let this, <laughs> this girl how do us on this track? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like getting bashed like from every angle. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? This is crazy. So I think even like as a female, it's just been always just hard because we always trying to show like we can like we can do this. You know what I'm saying? Like why? You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just been hard. So even when I seen when um Lecrae had signed on this side when he signed one day and. Bizzle sign A, I was like, oh man, like, okay. Cause in the beginning, I'm like, man, years going by, I never even seen on for Christian hip hop women like that was rock. They was rocking, but they never had a, a fan, like a fam, like a team. You know what I mean? So to see that, that was huge to me. You know what I mean? I was like, oh man, okay. So now we gotta do, we got a little getting in the door on this side, you know what I mean? And to me on this side, it was even more religious. Like a woman don't supposed to talk. She don't supposed to say, you know what I mean? So all that was, 
into play when I first gave my life to Christ too, you know what I mean? It, so it's always been hard for females, for me, I, on both sides, you know what I mean? It's just crazy. The things that women have to do to even show that they're gifted and, you know, they, they can rock hard, just as hard, you know? So where, where are you originally from? Um, originally, I was born in Long Island, but I'm originally from Greenville, North Carolina. I've been in Greenville since I was 12 years old. So I always say I'm a, I'm a country city girl. <laughs> you know what I'm city girl. That's funny. So talk, talk a little bit, that's funny. Talk a little bit about how your surrounding, your upbringing um, kind of affected like your creative sense. When you when you go into you know the studio and when you create when you you start writing with your pen, talk about your upbringing and how that kind of created it. You know your creative sense. Um, I would definitely say my upbringing was like like a, a book. You know, like where I would tell people stories, they would laugh like they would not believe like the things that I'm going through. Like what you really going through that? So I think just coming up like my mom, she always been like a, a strict. Mom, like not so strict that you know like bible teaching strict but she was just like don't talk you don't talk back you don't disrespect like she was always strict like that but she was young when she had me and my sister so it was like me and my sister a year and some change apart so it was like she had twins and my mom didn't grow up with her mom so she was they was in foster home her mom tried to kill them when they was little so they got separated <clears throat> but for her to have me at 15 get pregnant at 15, have me at 16, my sister, two girls. So we're like going through it. Like we living in the car. I never forget my mom. Like we living in a, a little hatchback car. We used to go in this 7-Eleven store and she would like give us our baths and stuff in the bathroom. And you know, the dude would be like, y'all go get something. Y'all can get y'all snack out of the gas station. I don't know. He probably was trying to holler at my mom though, but <laughs> he was like giving us food. <laughs> we was happy. We had food. You know, like, I just always seen her as, like, this strong woman. Like, I don't care what it was. We would be at a rest. She was working at Western Sizzle, and she was like, look, y'all just sit at this table, act like y'all, you know, you eat, and we'll bring y'all some food out. But she, the whole time, she working her shift, you know what I mean? Or then she had a job at the um, hotel. Like, she would, like, sneakers in the hotel. We would sit in the room that she had to clean while she cleaned all that till she could, you know, get us in daycare, get a babysitter, you know what I mean? Like, I just, her always being this strong woman, we went through so much, staying in so many places. I think, like, just things that I've seen, so and even a lot of my music always reflecting is women, like, being strong, like, yo, you can make it, know your worth, because I done seen my mama go through so much, and she still made it out. Like, we still here, you know what I mean? Things, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I wonder what have happened if we had this or had that, you know what I mean, with my life, you know what I'm saying, but I had struggle like that. But at the same time, God already knew what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? He made sure we was good. He made sure we ate. You know what I'm saying? He made sure we had somewhere to stay, even if we did stay in the car. You know what I mean? Like, I was, it was somewhere to go. My mom would be like, yo, say your prayers. So, you know what I mean? Like, in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, God, because God know who we, where we at. We praying. She's still praying to God through everything. So even when I'm, when I'm writing, it's always from that sense of me thanking God and just that strength and just showing like, yo, you a one. If you a woman, 
like I don't you can make it, yo. I don't care. You can I don't care what it look like, what it feel like. This ain't gonna last always, you know what I'm saying? Recognize who you are so you don't have to waste the time though. You know what I mean? So that's that's where I always it kinda comes from. I wanna just encourage like just women, young women, like just know your worth, man. I seen my mom in relationships like dude like used to beat on her. You know what I mean? I'm like, I ain't gonna that ain't gonna be me. So it it made me like, yo, I'm not taking it. You know what I mean? So that that kinda her. It's all she's always like just that strength, you know what I mean, when I'm writing and just giving her 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 due too. Like I feel like her raising us, it kinda like took from her to what she wanted to do, her dreams. You know what I mean? So I always try to like put put her in the song or come on Ma, let's go in the studio, you know what I mean? Or just just women, period. Cause because of her, you know what I mean? So I would definitely say that. And thanking God just for always covering us, man, keeping us through all that. Yeah. That's that's actually powerful. A lot of people don't understand, like, um, I, I'm looking on social media and a lot of people are, well, especially a lot of females, and I see that they're always given that, uh, that quality of being strong. And sometimes, like, the, the strong, that strong quality that we give, and I'm saying we as men, we always say, oh, this woman is a strong black woman, and we forget us saying that they're strong. We kind of we kind of ignore how vulnerable they they be at sometimes. Uh, sometimes. And uh, also we kind of neglect uh, that they are still women. Like we, when we say that they're strong, we kind of like brush it off like, all right, they can handle that. Well, sometimes they don't need to handle it. Being strong don't always mean that they need to handle it. And I, I'm realizing that now, I mean, I got so many sisters and I got my daughter and now I'm realizing like, we got to stop giving them that strong quality at times because when we give them that strong quality, we ignore everything else that makes them a woman. So I, I, I'm gonna apologize for the man first and foremost, most definitely. Uh, in response to that, like, there's a lot of new songs, raps coming out with uh, women empowerment. Like, what are your responses to those songs? I think that's much needed. Like, I mean, lifting women up. Because at the same time, it's like women have been a minority. I mean, even like from what I was telling you about, like, just trying to get in the game back then. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, lay down. You know what I mean? Or you do what I say. Or you don't supposed to talk, you know what I'm saying, unless you spoken to or minimum you you're not making as much as the man making that work. So I think like just empowering women, like doing it to each other. Cause you know, because even with all that, like not only is the world society like bashing you, then you to come over here and be like other women bashing each other, like come on, like you you hating on the next one or who she thinks she is, or you know what I mean? Like it's no like unity you know what i mean so just to see that empowerment and like women lifting each other up letting them know like you beautiful queen like let's do this together let's go like we can do it you know what i mean it's beautiful man so i i'm i'm all for empowering each other you know what i mean we can do it if we come together absolutely that's that's pretty dope so with us being us here at the fix we're like huge advocates on mental health hearing your upbringing um at the same time hearing everything you went through prior to uh giving your life to christ 
how has that affected you, you mentally and what and in what ways have you actually helped to cope with that um i would say now mentally i think it was things going on with me that i didn't even recognize because i was so used to it. it felt normal you know what i mean like my my mind was always it won't last it won't last long you know what i mean like even from being molested like okay like hurry up get it over with you know what i'm saying like let them go ahead and do it so like mentally it had me like that like if i was in any type of situation i'm just i would allow people to treat me a certain way because in my mind i'm like it won't last long it'll be over with you know what i'm saying not realizing that i could just had the power to say like nah man like this this ain't cool like you ain't you ain't about to do this you know what i mean so i think we could be in situations that we do get so numb to it that we feel like it's normal you know to live in those types of environments or situations you know what i'm saying but once you turn that switch on knowing who christ is like real talk like knowing and getting around the, the right people the mentors like my pastor and my husband and i mean just realizing the value of who you are like no you do not supposed to you know what i mean lay down like that like yo get get up recognize who you are you know what i mean and so if you can come out of that from using getting the brushing the numbness off realizing who you are no you're not supposed to sit in it you know what I'm saying? Just and recognize who you are, man. You'll be amazed at what God can do in your life. You know what I mean? Knowing, like, because we can all say, you know what I'm saying? I trust God. You know what I'm saying? He, God got me. We all say it, but if you truly knew, like, who you were in Christ, like, you would really be acting on a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Like, you would take things to a whole nother level. So I think, like, just if we could shake off that sitting in a place or feeling like, you know, this happened to me, so I guess I got to live like this. You know, that's the way out. The cars were dealt. You know what I mean? Like, nah. Tell them to reshuffle really that hand up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, let's let this thing go back around again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got to. Yo, I ain't win that game. Yo, deal it again. We're going we to keep going this. I'm not going to sit in this. You know what I mean? So whatever you got to do, man, recognize who you are. You got power in Christ, man. You ain't got to lay down for nothing. You know? No, that's good. Uh, we definitely appreciate you uh, sharing that with us, sis. Um, you know, just the power of being an overcomer, because you know we tip our hat to you, because a lot of a lot of women are struggling in that area and still stuck mentally uh, from you know the foul acts and the things that happened to them in the past and not being able to cope and get the help that they need. Um, something we always say, like uh, Preston Perry says, it's okay to have Jesus and therapy. So you know, mm. get me whether it be yeah. spiritual counseling through your pastor or whether you need to go get professional help, and it's okay. Go get the help right. you need to move forth. So yeah, we 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 definitely uh we definitely appreciate you for that. Let, let's hop into the music a little bit, the music side before we get you out of here. Uh, Spurs, speak a little bit about your inspirations musically. Um, growing up, you know, who were some of your inspirations that kind of like formed and shaped who you are as an artist? Um, man, so many. I'm, Come I'm on, Jay Z. Jay Z. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> we, 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 we already knew Kingdom State of Mind. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I already kind of knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> uh, uh, Jay Z, Lauren Hill. I love Erica Badu. Man, um, hip hop. I mean, I, I, hip hop is so many, man. Like Red Man, 
method, method like it, that that right there. And of course, you know, as time went progressing on, you know, you had like the locks. These dudes was like just raw. You know what I mean? I always I listen to Pac too. You know, I I, I love Pac too, Biggie. You know what I mean? All all those cats like it was just. It's dope, you know what I mean? I just to be able, I always love that you could tell your story, you know what I mean? Now, if somebody, I think, like, even like listening to Jay, his that reasonable doubt, he had that he could tell your story, tell you like what he what he been through, or like uh, Biggie had that, um, doom, 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 you know what I mean? He told, he told the whole story from the time he walked through the door, like, I was like, I could see the, the picture, you know what I mean? So, I always love. Love that, and of course the this the melodicness of like Lauren Hill and Neil Stowe and Erica Badu, man, those. And I can't I can't forget Andre Three Thousand either. You know what I'm saying? I love that dude too. Like that dude, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still waiting on his album. You know what I mean? But yeah, he, he they're dope, man. It's funny you it's say Andre as well because we talk about Andre on the show. He's the only one who's never dropped a solo album, but he's like has all these Cabot features that are like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to constantly talk about Andre for years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So he's little, so dope, man. No, that's good. Talk a little bit about the, the influence because uh, you've been on both sides. And, and, and of course, now that you've kind of, you know, like you say, you, you're on this new walk, you kind of changed your life. Talk a little bit about the mainstream music and the impact that it has, good and bad, on us as believers. Because um, if we be honest, um, at least for me, I, I think sometimes certain, certain songs or certain music is not edifying for your spirit. And sometimes if you're not in a place to where you can handle that, it might take you back to a place to where you're going back to things you struggle doing, whether it be, you know, streets or, you know, if you're struggling with drinking and smoking and all this other thing. So just talk about the impact that, you know, mainstream music has on believers and, you know, share your, a little bit of your experience within that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I would say, like you said right there, like if you're not strong enough to handle that, you don't need to be listening to that. You know what I mean? I think that impact, because we're so used to, like when I said like the Jay-Z, the beat, or like the beat when the beat hit, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, okay. And then you start listening to the words, you're like, you know what I mean? Like if you, if, if nothing don't rise up in you, like as a believer, like, hey, that's crazy. I mean, the beat hard, but man, why they had to say that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I think that right there, and that's another reason, like, even when I do a lot of the challenges, just because the generation is like, they, when they hear that beat, it's recognizable, like, you know what I'm saying? But when I first gave my life to Christ as a believer, I ain't, I, I ain't gonna front. I was like, man, I know daggone where they ain't doing that to no the whole industry track. You know, I used to be so mad. I'd be like, I'm like, I ain't doing that. Like, that's whack right there. And this little girl had came up to me at church and she was like, can you do the so gone challenge? And that's how everything like started. Cause I, it was like always impact for the kids. You know what I mean? It started for that from that. But I would say like the mainstream music, man, it's like, it's so influential. It's so like the, the, I mean, from the beat, like, cause we use, they use, um, even when I be in the studio with my homeboy Lee, he's like, yo, do you hear the, the, um, I can't even say it now, goodness, like, wait, like the, the vibrations in the song, like he, I mean, this dude, he breaks the music down. He showed, like, he'd be like, yo, certain megahertz, like we, people addicted to that, they don't even realize. Those frequencies. The frequencies that are in the airway, like in the music, he was like, it's, it's such an addiction. 
was like, they turned that up just so when they play that, these you're going to be addicted, like putting sugar in the food. You know what I mean? So I think the mainstream media, they know that. And then they throw the message on top of that. So now you got me, it's like a ritual. I'm like, listen to this beat because of the frequencies. Now I'm chanting the words, you know what I'm saying? Wop, wop, or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just chanting it, not even realizing that I'm taking all this in, like my spirit, like my, my, you know what I mean? And as a believer, man, you got to be careful because you, especially if you got kids around, you know what I'm saying? The kids, because you know, a lot of, in our, in our community, they, they encourage it, like, get it, baby. Oh, you popping it now. You working, twerking. You know what I mean? Like, not even realizing, like, man, you, you about to change this little girl whole life. You don't even realize. Now she, cause she feel like that's what she getting praises from cause she know how to pop the best. Now when she go out, this what, this what she doing now. Cause now that's the, she feel valued from it. Like, you know what I mean? So I think even like as believers, we gotta be careful to like, and it's in everything, like my bishop always say, everything that's sociable isn't sinful. Cause as believers we do, we can't be like, oh, turn it off. Everybody, everybody going to hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like people feel like they don't even want to give their life to the Lord. Like, damn, I'm gonna be bored, man. We can't even listen to this. You know what I mean? So you got it's like a balance, and you have to have a balance. And I think like mainstream, as a believer, not to get wrapped up into it so much because you know what I'm saying. A lot of Artists now, even like on the Christian side, sometimes I can't even tell the artists apart. Everybody got that. I went to them, yeah, I got my, yeah, like I don't even know who it is. I got to act. If I see your face, then I can be like, okay, that's who it is. But it's like, I can't tell them apart from who over here and who over here. You know what I mean? So as a believer, I think we, every, and that's even on that side too, you got to know who you are as an artist. Like be true to yourself, be true. To like and know that you have your own unique individuality. You know what I mean? It's cool to like, you know, listen to the greats. Cause I mean, I can if I listen, if I listen to Bizzle too long, I, I come in here and start writing. I'll be like, yo, you know, Bizzle got that flow. <laughs> I'm like, man, my, my husband would be like, baby, you sound like Bizzle. I'll be like, well, I'll, let me turn. <laughs> It's so smooth. It's nice, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, and it's so easy to like, you know what I mean? And Yo, he he dope, man. That's a dope man, the guy right there, like real talk. But I think just us as believers, just knowing that we can be who we are and individual. We don't have to listen to the mainstream music and do or be what they are. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's do something different. You know what I'm saying? And the reason and the only reason that I do the challenges is because of like the youth. Like if I, I'm listening to, I see all these kids talking about what what, and they the hook is like that. And I'm like. If I'm, if you believe, let me show you what you you could have did with that. Like we talk about, give some positive feed to youth. Like the youth is like, that's who coming up under us. Like how are you really like planting these seeds? These gonna be the people that's gonna take care of us in the the political chairs. And you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. You know what I mean? So I think we need to be mindful of the seeds that we're planting. You know what I mean? Into the next generation when it comes to music, you know what I mean? So mainstream, it's doing a whole lot right there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Trust me, I understand. I can't even listen to Gucci to this day. <laughs> My God, I'm about to go back to the streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci, right. man, 
Oh man, but yeah, like you said, you definitely want to make sure you you're strong enough to be in that environment. Like if you can handle it, like that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause even when I when I first gave my life to the Lord, I was I was uh, I never forget. We went to this party. It was like a family gathering, and everybody was drinking, throwing party. My heart is like beating so fast. I'm like, why is my heart beating fast? I felt like so nervous in this place. I'm like, what the? I just I know I used to go to the club. I know I ain't scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I felt like I wasn't strong enough for this environment. Like people coming up, like, Yo, you need, you want something to drink? And I'm like, yeah I, yeah, I need to go. So I told my husband, I'm like, we're going to go ahead and leave early because I wasn't strong enough. But now I could, somebody could drink, smoke in front of me. It don't even affect me. But, you know, it took time. It was a process. So definitely make sure, you know what I mean, you filling yourself up with the word of God so you're, you can outweigh that. You know what I'm saying? That spirit man got to be, be strong. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, that that part right there, Paul. Speak more to that because most most people don't understand. Like they feel that you can make that transition very quickly. They don't know like you have to feed. Now you have to feed that spiritual beast because mm. if you don't feed that more, the flesh gonna actually fight back harder. And you have to feed it every day. And nor for me, like I grew up Muslim, so to actually backtrack, like us. Oh, it's not too much of a difference, but I can be Muslim and be out in the world like, oh, this is nothing. Like, oh, I'm about right. to do this, do that. Like, speak more to feet in your spirit and how important that is. Yeah, like I, I, I would definitely say, man, because whatever you, whatever you give your attention to, is definitely. I mean, that's with anything. Like, if I'm sitting here, I'm eating, I'm eating more food than I'm working out. Come on now, in the next thirty days, you, it's gonna show. You know what I mean? Not maybe the next two weeks. Like, let's be real. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? And I think you definitely want to make sure you got that. The, the spirit man got to be on a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, we might even stumble because you know we we human. You know what I mean? But when that time come, if you know to run back to the word, you know what I mean? You that's that's process. That's progression right there. You know what I mean? Like, but if you just like, yo, I'll be alright. It's all right. Yo, y'all go ahead. Yeah, like when you start seeing that, that means you ain't eating enough of that word. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you got to turn uh, a certain uh, YouTube. Like I, I go hit the YouTube real quick with the kids animation joint. I mean, I don't, anything like if you're walking around and you get to that point that you kind of like okay with, you know what I mean? Like, oh, word, that's funny how they did that. You know what I mean? That means you know, you're not feeding. And it's not even, a, it shouldn't be a, a balance when it comes to the word and to the world. Like, it's always supposed to be more the spiritual. Man, got to always outweigh that. So at any given time, you can walk away from that it, and it's, and not feel that flesh pulling you so hard that you might be like, you know what, I'm a, I might call them back or I'm going to go do that at 3 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ain't going to be looking. So... Yeah, like I definitely, man. Make I don't care what it is. Like surround yourself. You gotta throw throwing a bit that bizzle joint. We gonna take it way, 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 way up. Like anytime, you know what I mean? Like you feeling like you in a situation. Like that means yo, and it's kind of easy. Or you feeling like it's cool. You gotta feed that word, man. Cause that flesh, boy, that flesh, <laughs> that flesh will rise up in you real quick, <laughs> real quick. You know and pull you back so quick, man. You want, and it's, it's not a a, a a nice pull either. It's a whole jolt. <laughs> get yanked back. Like what just happened? Right. 
real talk. Yeah. So yeah, man, definitely make sure you stand in that word. And it's not even, I would say, because every, everybody that, because you can read the word and be like, man, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like you got to find when God going to meet you on your level. I don't care where you at. Like I said, like I go to the kid, the YouTube channel for the kids. I put on a, a song. Like whatever you feel like you need to do, man, to, to bring, invite Christ in, you do that. You know what I mean? Like you got to know how to, because we've already been delivered. I truly believe we've been delivered, but we got to know how to activate the power because the power is in us. So if you continue to let that power, that light switch dimmer, that light dimmer, dimmer, like you're not gonna know how to activate, turn that switch on, you know what I mean? So keep that, keep that fire lit at any given time. <laughs> you can just walk away, yo, in strength. No, that's good. That's good. So wow. Yeah, you you share so many nuggets today. What, what, what's what's next? And I, and I feel like you know what's what's going on with with you getting signed. I know some people been reaching out. You can't tell me uh, ain't nobody been reaching out. Like you know, it, it had, what, what's going on with that? I know you got your own little like record label uh, going, but are you looking to like connect and, and join forces with another team, or are you just gonna just continue to ride this solo thing until you know God tell you else? I mean, well, I well, I actually don't. I don't have a label. You know what I'm saying? I just. Okay. Use like, you know, kids slip like me. When I put music out, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, they ask you, what is this under? So I'm like, a kid's with me? <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? I thought it was the label. I don't have I a... it was the label. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. So, um, not nah, like nobody, like nobody has reached out. Like, out of, out of all the years that I've been doing, like, I've never had nobody to like, to be like, yo, kid, you, you like join the team. Like, I've reached out to people. And they like, well, nah, we're not, you know what I'm saying, looking for artists or we're not, I am not managing nobody new, you know, so I don't even, like, I don't have, it's just always me and my husband, like, I don't have a manager, I don't have a label, nobody's reached out, you know what I'm saying, like, my um people in my area, like, my, we had this uh, thing called, like, Team Jesus, so anybody, Team Jesus is anybody who believes in Jesus, you on Jesus' team, so, like, it's MCs like in my city that brought like shout out the original Second Timothy and Capella. We all just get together and just hop on the record together because <clears throat> we on we represent Christ. So, but everybody you know got their own lives and things like that. But nah, like I I haven't had anybody reached out. Period. What's, what's that one? What's that one dream collaboration? <laughs> if you could reach out and or you know get one artist to like do a project or a single with. What's that? What's that one? What's who? Who is only? It? I only get to pick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You only get one. Yeah, we, yeah. And look, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw. Dead or alive? If you could only collab with one person, dead or alive, what's that one song you want to uh, do, and who would it be with? Dad, you know that is super tough. Dead or alive? Oh man! Yeah. Like you said, like period on yeah. either side. <laughs> Look, like, yeah, like, you you got Pac to hop on the Kingdom record. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's hard. I'm, like, like, right now, I only, I'm going to speak from, like, just from right now, from how I've been feeling, like, these last couple months. That's, like, I've been, like, cranking him out. And that's, that's Toby. Like, if I could do a joint with Toby. Bananas. I, I probably, I, I probably, <laughs> 
we all going crazy. Shouts out to you, Toby, too, as well. We, we got to interview Toby real soon. We, we definitely want to interview him. But yes, absolutely. Toby's Yeah, dope. man. He is so dope, man. That dude right there is like, he is, it's like, I'm like, I'm already high. And then this dude come, come out out of nowhere. I'm just like, ah! Like, we on fire over here on the kingdom. Like, y'all say so. Say so. You know what I'm saying? He got me feeling like, you know what I mean? You ain't on this side. Like, you know what I'm saying? How you not on this side? You ain't no believer. You know what I mean? Like, he just, you know, that dude. And and I love it because he he has that that mainstream. Like he he's he can ride that whole shut the whole secular thing down. You know what I mean? Like it's nothing. He ain't even it's just crazy. That dude is just, God is like, his hand is on that man's life. And he he's opening, paving ways for artists like me and everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? And I thank God for him, his whole family, the whole team. I love it because it's like a family. You know what I mean? Like, when I, I'm like just so inspired. You know what I mean? Like, from Nail, the producer. I mean, the, the team is, is it's a family. So he's showing, he's showing us how to do it like live and direct like you know what I mean so I would definitely say that say Toby man yeah Kia Smith we appreciate you rocking with us today <laughs> man super dope interview with you can you tell the people how they can connect how they can follow you how they can go stream your music and also can you intro your track we about to play oh, absolutely man you can link up with me at www.kiasmithofficial you can hook up with me on all my social media platforms, music, the whole nine. And this next track we're about to get into is my latest single called Get Back. We're going to get back everything that the devil thought he stole because it was still ours, but we had to turn that activation on, you know what I mean, to take that back, what he thought he stole, your health, your strength, your identity, your finances, you know what I'm saying, know who you are in Christ, man that you have purpose, that you matter, you know what I'm saying? Do do your part so we can see the whole picture that God already intended us to see, you know what I mean? It's called Get Back. Shout out to Lee Tate for producing this track, man. Appreciate you. Kia Smith, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go to a music break and we'll be right back. You're tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. <laughs> Y'all just do too much complaining. Y'all be acting crazy like you got no home training. All them temple tantrums cause your temple damage later. Oh, you doing church? I don't think it's marinating. Shall 
source. Sonic Brown, cause you limitation, but don't be bound. It's the crown. So them seeds greatly. It's better you give than receive. So them blessings, baby. Don't you dare listen to none of them naysayers. I got the truth and I got the juice. This is the game changer. So get out the way, get out the way. No, not today, Satan. You can't persuade, no, not the thing. Not over here, Satan. At the end of the day, I'm coming in today. We coming for change, baby. I got 
Pick a side, but I don't need a 
Here, no tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? You tune back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off of music sets. We actually played uh, that new track uh, from uh, Kia Smith. Uh, Gimme. Uh, we also played uh, God on My Side from Social Club featuring uh, Ty Brazel. Um, shouts out to Social Club. They actually just dropped a new project. If you haven't heard it, um, you definitely want to go check it out. Go run those numbers up. Uh, yeah, those dope project. Um, got a few features on it, but I think it's uh, very good. I, I think Social Club's gotten back into their rare form. Um, I know they have been in like a, a war worship, you know, they begin this lot of like worship uh, Christian hip hop. I think this one is a little bit more uh, vintage old social club, at least in my humble opinion. But it's still, they put out good good stuff all the time. So, you know, social club is, is the best, as they would say. Um, and that track that just went off was actually Bizzle, um, No Enemies, featuring uh, Byron Jerron. Um, I think that was just a, a single that um, Bizzle put out. I think he just put this, you know, just, just dropped it. Um, you know, his uh, Messenger 4 project um, dropped some months back. Um, we still playing tracks off of that, but, he, you know, it's always good for uh, artists to give us new music. Uh, <laughs> so we definitely appreciate the new music. Um, just recapping, we just did a super dope interview with uh, Kia Smith, um, dope artist, um, dope female artist. We're definitely uh, waiting. We're going to get a uh, cute Parker on the line in a minute, formerly of 112. So we definitely looking forward to that interview. But just to recap a little bit of the uh, interview we did with Kia, uh, Rico, what was your thoughts, man, on some of her, uh, you know, some of the things she shared, man, about the music industry, um, both sides, and, you know, just in her humble experience? Man, she just uh, did some some confirmation for some of the, the secular music industry. Like, you, you hear stories like from people who like not even in the music industry, but you hear stories like, oh, well, and then you take them as conspiracy theories, but to hear it from somebody who actually went through it, you'd be like, oh, man, that's, that's what they're doing? And that's, that's crazy. So it's kind of like, you kind of, it's different. Um, also, like, like her to drop nuggets, like she, like on the women's empowerment, like being raised by a single mom, which is her and her sister going place to place, like her mom, like working with bringing them along. Mm -hmm. Like you hear, you hear a lot about how strong black women are. Uh, and as I stated during the interview, we have to, we have to look at when they're strong, they're strong for a reason. Right. They're strong for a reason. And it, 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 it's, 
it's at the same time it becomes a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're that's what we're like us as men are forgetting. Our women are being as strong as defense mechanisms because they have to be. We're falling off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tuned into the fix, your source of faith and peace oh RB and poetry. And uh Rico Swab, I believe we got another uh-huh. special guest uh on the line with us now too as well. Listen, Fix Nation, let me let me welcome in, man. He's a man, listen, a dope singer, man, an actor, a philanthropist. Um, you know, he has several accolades, man, over the years uh, within the music industry since 1996. Uh, he's a Grammy Award winner. He's an MTV Video Music Award winner, uh, two-time multi-platinum albums, uh, one platinum album, two gold albums. He has uh, what, six ASCAP awards. He has written for some of the greats within uh, the industry, like Keisha Cole, Faith Evans, P. Diddy, Mace, Notorious Big, Faith Evans. Uh, Mario Wyans, New Edition, and I can keep going on and on and on. Plus, he's a man of God, just a dope artist. Uh, Fix Nation, let's welcome me and Q Parker to the to the show. What's good, Q? What's going on, my brothers? Oh, man, we appreciate you, man. Take some time out, man, to rock with us today, man. Good to have you here, sir. Uh, so, yeah, off the top, we always ask um, if you can share with the with um, the audience, kind of like your faith story, maybe kind of like how you came to Christ uh, or, or how you maybe reconnected with Christ, if you want to share a story of how maybe you had to reconnect with your relationship with Christ. Give me the question one more time. I'm trying to... Pretty much, uh, can you can share your faith, your faith story, kind of like how you came to Christ, uh, to grow a relationship with him, or maybe how you had to reconnect with Christ. Yo, we see you now. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Man, well, I grew I, I grew up in the church. Uh, I'm a church boy, man. Um, grew up Church of God in Christ, uh, Kojic. So you know that's church every day, all day. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I never like lost that connection. It's just so that when I became a professional performer and recording artist, it was by way of a secular or R&B record deal. And as you can imagine, that kind of just took my whole church family, everybody by storm, man, because it was just something that they really couldn't accept, um, really understood, you know, but my mindset has always been, man, you know, if God gave me the gift, then as long as, you know, I, you know, always acknowledge him and give him the glory of this gift, then um, I should be okay. And that was always my, my take wasn't necessarily the take of the church and the church community. Um, however, I had to grow through that. And because of that, man, you know, I, I went through a space of, you know, rebellion and, you know, just kind of feeling like, you know, my church family wasn't there supporting me all because I was singing a different type of genre. Um, but as I matured and as I grew and as I even started to deepen and develop an even stronger relationship with God, I, I came to understand that, yo, um, my connection is, is secure. My walk is secure. Uh, my belief and my vision is secure. Um, and as long as I have an understanding with my God, then, man, I got to the point where I didn't really, really care about what, what people were talking about. No, that's good. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, just like you said, going into the, the secular realm. Um, didn't you kind of, you kind of like co-found the group 112? Did you? Were, yes. So talk a little about that, no, I, I, how you even brought that together, you know. Uh, so I was the last member to join the group. And so, the you know, the guys were already assembled. Uh, it was already, it was a five-man group when I joined the group, uh, or before I joined. 
two guys, the older guys graduated, which left three guys, Mike Slim and Duran. And back then, it wasn't really dope to have a three-man R&B group. You had to have either four or five because they're like boys to men, Jodeci takes six, you know, four member or five members, right? And so um, they asked me, I was asked to join the group after, you know, we sang with each other in middle school chorus and high school chorus. So they knew that I could sing as I knew that they could because they were always performing in the talent shows or what have you. And so um, I eventually joined the group. And um, from there, we became what the world knew as 112. Now, mind you, all of us are from the church, different denominations. I think Mike is Methodist, Duran, and Duran is Baptist, Slim, non-denominational, and I being Kojic. Uh, so we all had a foundation. Um, there were certain things that I brought to the group that they wasn't aware of, and they introduced me to a lot of things like I was a heavy commission and whining fan. Well, the guys were a heavy take six fan. And so if you really, really study the sound of 112, you can hear a lot of commission, whining, take six, even boys to men, Jodeci. Like we were like a gumbo mix of all of those things. So uh, I will say that Mike actually started the group um, and I was the last member to join the group. However, I think the role that I played in our spiritual walk was an, an, an important one because I was the guy who was at church every day, every night. Q, why you in that rehearsal, man? Because I'm at church. Y'all want to come with me? Y'all come with me? Right? It, it was that type of thing. <laughs> no, that's good. So talk a little bit about your spiritual diet. What's your spiritual regimen on a daily thing? Like, you know, are, did you have like a, a certain devotional time? Are you reading, meditating on different books every day? Talk a little bit about that for the people. Right. So my regimen, man, is um, every morning uh, we're going to start. I, I, along with my wife, we're going to start uh, with prayer uh, and we do a we do prayer. We do a devotion and meditation. Uh, meditation is the part that I'm just now um, getting into um, because um, my men's organization, Brothers United, which is under my foundation, Q Parker Legacy Foundation. We do a Monday morning prayer call, prayer motivational call every Monday at eight o'clock on zoom and one of our brothers um he leads us through meditation and although we know that there are different levels of meditation we do like you know beginners um meditation and so i've added that to my daily regimen so um i wake up first thing we do we pray we may listen to some music here and there uh, have a devotion go into meditation and then we'll start our day and then I, I read like a daily devotional um just to get my mind mentally prepared for what the day is going to um entail and then man you know i just i just constantly walk no that's good so you you, you kind of mentioned some of some of your inspirations musically you know you mentioned the wines who are some other like artists that were like on the mainstream uh, side to kind of shape and form you as a singer too as well before you you know got into the group 112 gotcha well again a lot of my earlier influencers were gospel artists because that's all i was able to listen to and so as much as commission is my Go to number one, number one slash number one is John P. Key. Uh, so those two are like the foundation of who Q Parker was. But once I joined the group, man, and I was sneaking, listen to some R&B here and there, man. Of course, Jodeci, Boyz II Men, Brian McKnight, uh, Donnie Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, man, Osley Brothers, Mint Condition. Babyface, of course, Babyface, because um, I'm just a crooner at heart, man. I'm a, 
I'm a romantic. And so any of the artists that were doing that type of stuff, Smokey, Smokey Robinson, um, Anita Baker, because my mom was a huge Anita Baker fan. Uh, you know, any any of those sultry artists uh, was what I was listening to because I believe my mom's mindset was if he going to sneak, I would rather him sneak and listen to maybe like some love songs as opposed to like not about nature, OPP or NWA. Like <laughs> no, that, that, that sounds like my parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, how would you best describe the music that, that you guys would typically use, cre uh, create? Man, I would say that our sound was a mixture. Um, the thing about 112, man, I don't think we were limited because we had so many um, parts of us. Uh, again, I say what made our sound what it was, was the blend of the gospel and the R&B. But then you have uh, Michael, who was in, who, um, Michael Keith, he was a hard nose, hard-nosed rock fan. I was a, I'm a, I'm a hard-nosed country fan. Uh, Slim was just like versatile. And Duran as, as a producer, of course, he had to have a, a, an eclectic palette. But then also, all of us were trained classically. Uh, we competed in high school for like talent shows. So we had to learn the operatic style of singing. I was a, uh, a part of the Atlanta Boy Choir. So we sang a lot of classical operatic Mozart and requiems and concertos and all of that kind of stuff. And so I believe, man, we were just a blend of all that we had inside of us musically. And you were able to hear that. Um, and then when you blended that with the puffy effect, it just made for just an awesome, man, one of a kind sound. Describe your first time being puffy. I mean, like, when I'm, I'm from Atlanta. So mm -hmm. when you guys were coming out with Peaches and Cream, I had just moved to, moved to Cleveland. So I was already kind of upset at that because Atlanta was, was blasting at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so everything was booming. But to hear you guys with P. Diddy, like, so at the height of Bad Boy, you got this, this group coming from Atlanta, booming. And I'm talking about style out, out the wazoo, uh, they were fly, can sing. I mean, I was already, I was using it to get ladies. Like, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, where 112 from. I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, let me holler at you right quick. So, <laughs> talk about the first time you guys met met Diddy. Like, how did that change for y'all? Wow, um, the first time meeting Puff, we were in the uh, in in the parking lot of the club in Atlanta called 112. And, um, you know, we weren't, we were too young to actually get inside the club. And so we had to wait outside, uh, wait for him to, you know, be exiting the club so that we could sing for him. And um, Duran had his Casio keyboard. And as Puffy was leaving the club, it's just like, yo, can we sing for you? Now, I'm, our manager at the time had a relationship with Puff. And so he knew that Puffy was going to be in Atlanta that particular night. So uh, we put on our best, you know, our best drove. And um, as he was exiting the club, we sang everything we knew. And I mean, if you know Puff, you know, he's always on the go. So he's like, walk with me. 
And so we're trying to walk with Deron holding the keyboard and snapping our fingers, trying to sing it at the same time. And so, I mean, we outside the club singing Commission and the Winans and Jodeci. I mean, this is our shot. Uh, and so, although it was an impromptu, it was an impromptu audition. Uh, obviously, it was something that sparked his attention because two weeks later he came back to Atlanta for an official audition where we were inside of Doppler Studios. He brought Faith Evans down with him because Faith was like the vocal, the vocalist of the of the label. And so he brought her down. He was EPing Usher's first album at the time. So Usher was there as well. And so this is the moment where we're inside the live room in, in Doppler Studios. Duran is on the keyboard. And now we're really able to sing everything that, um, that we had prepared for him. And that was commissioned. Take Six, The Wine, and John P. Key, um, some originals that we had written. One, I mean, Boys to Men, Jodeci. And we sang this medley. And this medley was intended to display the fact that all four of us were lead vocalists. And so I sang a Brian McKnight song. Deron did Stevie Wonder. Mike did Donny Hathaway. And Slim did Babyface. And I believe that was really what got Puffy to say, you know what, these guys are different because in your other groups that were out, you may have one strong vocalist and then you have the other guys who are just, you know, doing whatever their role was. But never had that been all members could hold their own as a lead vocalist as well as play their positions um, in the group. And um, he looked at Faith and Faith said, man, if you don't sign these boys, you're going to regret it. And um, two weeks later, man, he sent the contract and we became the fifth artist on Bad Boy. Wow. Like, because I heard the stories, like, they, they was at One Club 112, like, everybody knew that. When they heard 112, like, oh, yeah, that's because of Club 112. I wish yeah. I could been old enough to go but another story <laughs> another story but knowing that you guys are highly trained in music like i didn't know you guys were classical trained like mm -hmm. what is your like what is the creative process in the studio for you guys like being being all being eclectic as you are well i mean it's, it's easy and, and it can happen in a, a, a myriad of ways mm -hmm. sometimes the melody comes first or sometimes drama come to the group with a track Mm -hmm. or sometimes the subject matter will come. Mm -hmm. When we're in the room together, man, it just, we allow the music process to just uh, create the template. And like I said, some, it, it happened in a, in, a, in a vast number of ways. There's no one way our creative process happens. And when you think about all of the songs that we've made, um, the hits that we were able to create, I could tell you a story about every last one of them and they won't be the same. That's good. So talk a little bit about your, your, your songwriting before we get into your, you know, your latest music and everything. How did you get into okay. writing? Was that always natural or were you a single first or how did that work? Well, I've always been a singer. The songwriting piece came when I actually joined the group with the guys. Uh, and, and I will give a lot of that to Duran because again, Duran was the producer of the group. Um, he was really a little bit ahead of all of us as it relates to create, create his creativity. So Duran would sit down at the, at the piano and just write songs. And then he'd come to us sometimes and say, all right, the hook is already done. All right, so who's going to get the verse? All right, I'll take the verse. Who got the, uh, the bridge? I'll take the bridge. And so we'd actually write our part of the song. And then it kind of transitioned to now we're just writing the song 
And then whoever wants to sing it will identify that, okay, I got the verse on this one. All right, well, I got the bridge on this one. I'll lay out the backgrounds or whatever. So um, music was always in me, the vocalist part of me, but the songwriting didn't really hit until I joined the group. That's good. Talk a little bit about, man, your, your influence, man, because I just feel like you've had a, I just feel your spirit, man, and it's genuine, and I appreciate that, man. Talk a little about your influence that I think that you probably could share with the audience uh, that you may have had on everybody that you've been in this circle, like Puffy, with you've been on the mainstream, and of course now you're on the gospel side, but just talk about, I know it had to be conversations where you were able to, you know what I'm saying, maybe disciple or speak life or pray or, you know, speak, speak into like mainstream artists. If you can, you ain't got to say no names, but share just a little bit of, uh, you know, that that part of when you were with 112 and on the mainstream side and the connections you made and the uh, relationships you were able to build because of your spiritual upbringing. Got you. You know, there's a thing that says, you know, when you are walking with God, you don't necessarily have to say it because there's a presence and there's like this aura around you that people will see. And even when you are not necessarily connected, the anointing or just that, 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 that covering, it can still be visible. And I can't tell you how many times I was prophesied that, man, you're going to be a preacher. You're going to sing a gospel album before it's all over with you. I know you're there right now, but you, you, it's all over you, right? So I would hear that growing up. In 2014, um, just going through one of the most difficult times in my life, I realized that something, was, uh, 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 something different was happening. My perspective, my walk, my stance. And, you know, although I'd be on the stage with my guys, still loving the performance aspect but i was really questioning like man like what am i even doing here like i, I don't i'm not connected to the music as i once was and what i realized when i was talk about that to my peers and my colleagues a lot of them grew up in the church as well right so it wasn't a foreign conversation they'd say well man me too and i just believe man god was doing a, a work in just sweeping through the industry because when it was once not cool to talk about God and the church and how you started and all of that. A lot of secular artists were welcoming the conversation. I know they were with me. Every time I sit down and have a conversation, I'd get, man, me too, man. I've been feeling the same way. It's just that I made the, I was had enough, enough courage enough to just say, Hey, I'm finally going to explore that part of who I am and not be boxed. And I just believe, man, that I've been called to just be a creator and be an influencer, no matter what that looks like. I'm not gonna let people box me in. And part of that not being boxed is walking and talking in transparency. Whoever likes it, they like it. Whoever don't, they don't. But those that will connect and commit to it, man, they'll be impacted. And so all I can do, man, is I wake up every day and I just walk in my honesty and my transparency. Um, and that's, and that's impacting directly and indirectly because you're right. I will sit and have conversations um, with individuals. Um, and even with my foundation, I mentor a young man and we have a, a man, a, a male organization, Brothers United of Atlanta, where, you know, it's all about transparency. So I am directly influencing in that regard. But a lot of times, man, you, you impact people without even knowing simply because of your uh, walk and just your commitment to just being honest and being who you are. 
you know, you said so much in that, but just speak a little bit more, elaborate a little bit more on the importance of submitting to the call that God had over your life. Because a lot of people, just be honest, will still stay stuck within something just because they're getting paid, money, you know, making money off of it mm-hmm. and know that mm-hmm. God has called them to something else. Speak to the submission part of you saying, you know, God had been putting this on your heart and you finally saying, you know what, God, I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to make sure I step out of this box and do what you called me to do. Speak a little bit more to that, please. Absolutely. You know, you have to get to a point, man, where A, there is peace in every decision that you make. And if there isn't peace, then I believe there's still more work to be done. Right? And I got to the point where I said, you know what? Come on. I got to the point where I said, I am, there's more that I need to do. There's more that I need to give. I showed, I was showing up every day, still feeling, still feeling unfulfilled or feeling as if I was not doing all that I was called to do. But I'll tell you, man, once you just say, Hey, let your will be done. You have to also, there's a second part to that. When you ask for that, you have to prepare yourself to receive whatever answer you get. Right. Um, And so when I got what, when I got the answer, at that point in my life, I was just really ready to do whatever I was called to do, no matter what that meant. If that meant, you know, take a hiatus from 112 for a little bit, whether that meant, you know, don't do any more secular records for a while, but do focus on inspirational or quote unquote gospel, whatever that meant, I was prepared to do that. And um, I've been walking in that um, the last six or seven years. Um, however, I still believe that there's even more I've, I've been called to do. I, I, I'm not called to be a gospel artist. I'm not called to just do music. I, I believe that God has given me for over 25 years the power of influence. That that looks like over 40 million people have been uh, impacted by my music. Um, so many other people through my social media platforms get to see my walk every day. And so because of that, I've been primed and prepped in, um, for the season right now. And that don't look like being boxed to a certain genre. That don't look like only wearing one type of uniform. I'll never forget uh, uh, my first year in uh, college, one of my professors um, talked about citing, uh, writing papers. And again, I went back to college and, and I was 42 years old. Um, because I got a record deal out of high school. So I, I never had a chance to go to college, right? And so I hadn't done any studious work in years. I, I hadn't written a paper in years. And so my professor was talking about um, writing a paper. And then he said, yo, if you write a paper and you only cite one source, that's an automatic F. Don't write me, don't send me no paper only citing one source because that means you ain't done the work. I want to see multiple sources cited. And so that's how I live my life. You're not going to just box me into one thing when I know I've been called to do so many things. And so I don't just live my life based off of citing one source. And I believe I've been called to be um, a multitasker, to, to, to live in multiple. And so I say it this way. Yeah, you may see me Saturday night on a club stage, but then you'll wake up Sunday morning and see me on the, on the, on the church stage as well. Because I believe I'm one of those that I've been called to live in both worlds. That's good. Talk a little bit about your foundation. Um, you spoke a little bit about it, but tell the people a little bit more about mm-hmm. the foundation you have and the mentor program you have going on. 
Right. My foundation is Q Parker Legacy Foundation, and our mission is to impact every aspect of the family uh, structure. And so we have programs and initiatives that specifically target uh, men, which is Brothers United of Atlanta, women, which is Sisters United of Atlanta, couples and relationship, which is uh, a marriage, which is Couples United of Atlanta. We have a co-ed youth music arts and leadership summer camp called Youth United of Atlanta. And then at the end of the year, we have a caroling event for the senior citizens community. And so when you look at it, every aspect of the family component is our target. And the reason that is was because I, I spoke about earlier um, going through a trying time. And because of my lack of maturity, my inability to really walk in manhood and husbandhood and fatherhood, I saw that my decisions impacted every aspect of my family. And so my ultimate give back through my foundation would make sure to impact every aspect of the family uh, structure, which is why the Q Parker Legacy Foundation does what we do. That's pretty dope. Can you speak more on to like the uh, individual part, like the Brothers United of Atlanta? Can you speak more to the importance of uh, brothers being strong in the marriage and the aspects of family? Absolutely. Uh, well, Brothers United is the inaugural organization from the foundation. That was the very first one. Um, again, because of my journey and my story, I knew I had a story to tell and that there were so many other men out there that may be experiencing what I had already, what I had experienced, experienced. Uh, but then also I wanted to prevent guys from even experiencing it in the future and just offer a safe space for men to come together, love each other, empower each other, um, impact each other, and just to hear each other and, and, and love each other, man. Men, uh, we internalize so many things things which causes stress and pressure and all of these things if we would only find the comfort in just talking to one another and understanding that I am my brother's keeper and that iron truly does sharpen iron and as much as everybody thought that Brothers United of Atlanta was designed to help them it helped me out in so many ways because I now had an outlet I had a space that I could go to that was non-judgmental uh, nobody was trying to size you up but everybody is there to offer experience, guidance, knowledge, and love. And so that was the foundation of Brothers United of Atlanta. And then my wife started Sisters United of Atlanta, which is the same thing, for women to love on each other. And then together we, we manage Couples United of Atlanta to, so that we can walk younger couples through the journey of being married. We just celebrated 18 years this past August, um, which is a blessing, man. Um, and so... We try to prepare even newlyweds. We, we try to uh, encourage newlyweds, but prepare those that are seriously dating, those that are engaged, to give them a real picture of what marriage and the commitment um, for each person really, really entails. And so that is our commitment to the united family, brothers, sisters, couples, and even the youth. Um, our, our, our summer camp program and mentoring program, Youth, youth United is just feed these children. They're so they're so talented and they have so much in them that just needs to be brought out. Somebody to just show them that I care about you, I love you, and you are necessary and you are important. Um, and so we give them an opportunity to um, explore all of these many talents that are inside of them. Um, and man, we've been in existence for six, six, seven years, Q Parker Legacy Foundation, and you know we have an undying commitment to just impact not only my city of Atlanta, but um, in cities abroad. That's powerful. 
Like, do you guys have like any uh, mental health aspects in those? Like we're huge proponents of, of mental health. Uh, and a lot of people, especially our community, fail to realize mental health is important. Like you can't just get yourself together physically. You have to be, you have to be healthy physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Like, do you guys focus on mental health as well? Yes, sir. I mean, that's the foundation. You know, um, uh, our foundational pillars are health, wealth, uh, spirituality, uh, whether that's fatherhood, womanhood, uh, couplehood, sisterhood, brotherhood. Um, and so a lot of that is what you just said. There's no way you can present yourself as whole or optimum level without making sure that all of those aspects of your life are healthy. And the mental part is a very, very, very important part. And so, yes, we do hit on that quite often just to make sure mentally we are healthy. Let's hop back into the, a little bit of the music before we get you out of here. Uh, so you signed a deal with uh, Entertainment One in Nashville, a solo project. Mm -hmm. Talk to a little bit about, you know, what you want to accomplish in this project um, going forth with your music now, uh, where you're at now with, with your life. Well, the partnership with E1 is um, my, my record company, New Fam Entertainment, okay. uh, which is an acronym, No Weapon Formed Against Me. And I, and I created it seven years ago, uh, not even knowing how much it would even make so much sense today. Um, so New Fam Entertainment partnered with Entertainment One to um, release The Bridge Project. And The Bridge Project is, it's an, it's an assemblance of the entertainment industry, gospel industry, and the R&B secular mainstream industry. I was able to get 55 guys to commit to redefining and cementing the lifestyle standards of manhood through this collaborative project called the bridge project. Say that again. Um, say that again. And, and, and I love how you humbly say 55 guys, 55 influencers. Like say that again. Yeah. So people can really hear that. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I picked up the phone and I just called as many people that were in my phone that I have accumulated relationships and I, and I'm a strong proponent of relationships are the key is in a lot of ways it's more valuable than money nowadays. Um, and so there's, there's a story in itself. The fact that I was able to pick up the phone and just say, Hey guys, I need you. And they answered the call 55 men, 55 influencers representing the gospel industry and mainstream industry said yes. Um, and so man, the album is a collaborative album where I blended and bridged a inspirational artist and a mainstream artist together. And so every song couples those two individuals. But then there are some songs that have multiple guys. And the current single right now, which is I Need You, has 44 guys on it. Uh, and this is again, re-cementing and reiterating the power of men being vulnerable enough to say, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need you. One of the one of the dopest lines in the song says, no man is an island. When I can't, maybe you can. Uh, just continuing and just letting men know all over this world that, hey, I got you and I'm right here with you. And so for 44 men to say yes, um, man, it, it, that to me is one of my greatest accomplishments to have 44 guys on one record, like a We Are The World type record, uh, but to also have 55 guys a part of the entire project. And again, I say this, the Bridge Project is a four tier approach. That's mm -hmm. the album, 
right? There's a 40-day men's affirmation book that um, is coming out top of the year. Yeah. There is a feature film called Rescue Me, which the Bridge Project album is the actual soundtrack to the movie. Right? Yeah. And then, um, so yeah, man, there is, we are, it's not just, it's not just an album. It is not just an album. It's a full movement, a movement empowering uh, the power of manhood. Are you, are you right? Did you write the book? So you say it's a book? Yes. Are, yes. And you're helping, are you helping um, executive produce on the movie too as well? Yes, absolutely. Uh, executive producing as well as starring. Wow. So do we have a, is it in the, pro, is it in the process of being made or is it already yes. done you just waiting to release it? It's in, it's in the process of being made. You know, COVID has you know slowed down a lot of things. Absolutely. So I got to give a big shout out to Mans Mackey Studios, uh, Ty Mans and Bishop Charles Mackey, my partners in the Rescue Me uh, feature film. Uh, much love to them. Much love to my entertainment one team uh, and the company who is doing an amazing job with um, the, the album. My new family entertainment team. Uh, my personal team who are doing an amazing job of making sure the record is doing what it needs to do, my radio team and all of that. Um, again, and like I said, and to all the artists that say yes, um, you know, this Brit, uh, an album of this magnitude doesn't happen without everybody showing up and doing their part. And so I'm just so grateful that I had the relationships in good health, healthy standings that I was able to call guys and they said yes. And I'm talking about from John P. Key to Travis Green, Todd Delaney, Jonathan May Reynolds, Vashon Mitchell, Byron Cage, Zakari Cortez, Tank, uh, Genuine, Case, Montel Jordan, um, Jacquees, uh, PJ Morton. I mean, and it's, it's just amazing, man. And so the single is out right now. It's called I Need You. It's on all the DSPs. The very first single was called Made For. It featured Dietrich Hatton, Avery Wilson, and Eric Dawkins. Wow. I mean, alone, those three names. But everything is available on all the DSPs. The video for I Need You is on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, I just encourage everybody to spread the word and get it into the hands and the ears of your uncle, your brother, your your father, your, your male cousins. Um, because if, if men can come together and be vulnerable, especially influencers, we know the entertainment industry kind of is in the driver's seat of the culture, the developments of the culture. And so if we can, if we can have this showing um, that men of these, gener these genres coming together, bridging the gap, then man, who am I as, a, as, a, as an everyday civilian walking around? Uh, why can't I? No, I agree. And that's powerful. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, that you could share with the people? What's the best advice you've ever been given from anybody? Oh Look. my God, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you two. Uh, one was given to me by uh, the legend Kevin Lyles, who said, never take yourself out of the game, um, because if you take yourself out of the game, there's no more impact. As long as you're in the game, there's always room for you to impact. Mm -hmm. And then my, my brother uh, gave me a great piece of advice, who said, uh, control the controllables. Don't stress yourself on what you can't control, uh, because I live for ultimate peace on a daily basis. So I try my best to just control the things that I can control. If you could change one thing uh, or anything within the music industry, what would it be? If I could change one thing within the music industry, um, mm -hmm. 
to be honest with you, my guy, I, I don't know if I would change anything, man. We, we live in a progressive world. And mm-hmm. so I don't think things are ever meant to stay the same. If things stayed the same, then we'd have music sounding the same. We have things looking the same. Cars will look the same. Our clothes will look the same. And I just believe, uh, you know what? I will say one thing. I would want to everybody to inherit the idea of perception and understand that just because I view something one way doesn't mean that it's the only way. We have to embrace this new generation. The 70s embraces the 70s embrace. I mean, the 60s embraced the 70s. The 70s had to embrace the 80s. The 80s embraced the 90s, so forth and so forth. And so now when you hear people saying, I don't like the way R&B music is sounding, I don't like that. No, you just got to open yourself up and embrace it. They are just as creative as we were, the generation after them. So we have to be open to allowing them to be expressive. I don't want the people of today sounding like the 90s because then that shows no growth. No, that's good. It's my little two cents. No, that's that's more than way way more than two cents. And, and and in that, just talk a little bit about the the power of music and how music uh, has the power, especially as a believer. I think sometimes um, a lot of people don't take it for granted the power that music can have over influencing what you do as a believer. Talk to um, a little bit about. Uh, music and if you can't control maybe some vices or some things you struggle with how certain music you might should not listen to or maybe you should just go through that struggle what's your thoughts on that music is the universal language everybody understands it i don't care what language you speak where you come from what side of the tracks you from music has a way of getting through like no other source and so music is definitely uh, an integral part of all of our livelihood. Sometimes, man, a song can just get you to understand something in a way that your mom and dad probably have been telling you for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm just so glad that I'm on the front end of the music because I have the ability to create things that can impact people's lives. Mm-hmm. I've done it since 17. And um, I'm still doing it at 44 years old. And I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, man. Without music, I don't know where I would be. And I know that's the same for so many other people. So a world without music is a world lost. And so for all of the, the, the creators out there, continue making music, continue being creative because music is helping a lot of people get through spiritually, in their relationships, culturally, societally, like from a society standpoint, music heals the soul. It soothes the soul and it is the language that everybody understands. So so speaking of music, I know you got got an event coming up next weekend, correct? Yes. Speak on to that event right there. Well, no, he's a good friend of mine, uh, Music Soul Child. Um, He's a part of the Bridge Project as well. And um, to, uh, next, this, this weekend, we have a show in uh, Alabama. Um, it's one of the few shows that I've done physically since March. So I'm kind of excited but apprehensive at the same time. I want to make sure that, you know, we're still safe as possible. Um, but I will be honest, it, it's going to be good to actually get out and actually feel the audience, although we will be social distanced. Um, but to just be out in that atmosphere is going to be um, kind of cool. Um, and anytime I get a chance to share the stage with one of my brothers, 
is always fun and it's always amazing. He's one of my favorite artists. And um, I, I, I remember him getting signed. I remember him being at Lemix Mall trying to get people to, to listen to his mixtape or his demo tape. And so to see his career blossom the way that it has um, as, a, as a brother of his, uh, I'm really proud of him and I'm always glad to share the stage with him. Q, we appreciate you, man, uh, interviewing with us today, man. You dropped so many gems, man. We appreciate everything that you're doing, especially yes, bringing unity amongst people of color, man, bringing brothers back together, man, uh, you know, educating, uh, spiritually feeding people, man. So I, I, we, we're definitely praying for you, man, that God continue to use you, man, in a powerful way, man, because, yeah, I've, I've been thrown away this whole interview, man. I've been like, man, this wow. is hitting so many nuggets, so many nuggets, and wow. I, you got to get more people uh, to hear, man, what you're doing, man. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people really know the impact that you're really having, man. So, listen, believe me, we're going we're gonna to blast this interview as many times as we can to get people out, man. Can you tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you on your social media platform, stream your music and then after yes. that can you intro uh your new single we're gonna play i need you my man i love it so um to to keep up with all of the things that we do from the foundation uh, please just connect with us q parker q parker legacy foundation.org and on all social media is q parker legacy foundation um i am q parker 112 across all social media platforms the Bridge Project is Official Bridge Project, and the website for that is theofficialbridgeproject.com. Um, and uh, I even have a inspirational um, clothing brand. It's called Born Again Culture. So uh, that is bornagainculture.com. The social media for that is Born Again Culture. Um, so we have anything from hats to uh, tees, hoodies, sweatsuits, all of that stuff. Um, but I would love to introduce the current single off of the Bridge Project. It's called I Need You. It features 44 guys representing the urban mainstream industry as well as the gospel industry. Some that you will know, a lot of which you may know. Um, but again, this idea is to just resubmit the, the identity of manhood. And part of that is being vulnerable enough to just say, I need you. So again, I need you, Q Parker, the Bridge Project. You took it into the fix. The fix is in. Yes, sir. You might see me and you may think I'm doing fine. What you don't see is what I'm keeping behind this
getting sick, some water damage. I reflect on when you needed it. I couldn't make a transfer. Now you need me. I be speedy. See you briefly with a package. Yeah, overbearing what's on you. Cause I pulled up with baggage. Yeah, out to make a miss today for any other damage. I'm appreciative of all the love we were able to salvage. For real.
You tune back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just played a few bangers for y'all before we got out of here. We played that Q Parker, I Need You. Uh, definitely uh, want to shout out Q Parker again for the dope interview, as well as uh, Kia Smith for the dope interviews today. Uh, definitely go pick up uh, both of their projects out now. Um, we also played No Big Deal, uh, Right My Wrongs, and that song that just went off was actually, you know, Kanye, Sunday Service, Rain. That was me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, listen. We had, Man, listen. It, it was so much stuff said today, uh, Swab, man. It was just, you know, if you if you could do a little recap real quick, just do a little recap, man, of what you what you learned today. Do a recap. Just a a little, recap is that y'all go back and watch this on YouTube because, <laughs> my gosh, it's like you can't soak in all that at one time. You got to let some out and come back for some more. It's like – yeah, it was it was pretty, it's pretty good. Like I like to hear Kia's story, like she went through so much, uh, changed her life around, and at the same time, and she'll tell you like, "Yo, it ain't perfect. Like I'm still going through some things, but I got to fight every day." Like, it's, and then you can see that change in her, and then you go to Q, who've been in the game since an adolescent, like fresh out of high school, and still in the game in his forties, and it's like now he's using everything he learned early on to actually give to the kingdom. Like the bridge project was perfect. Like you're bridging the gap between the world and the kingdom. And it's actually, it's perfect. And I, it's really necessary. And it's kind of, it's kind of the premise of this show. Like this is kind of what we do with the fix. Like, so to hear that bridge project and then the, the powerful song, I need you for men. It, it's, it's something that that's never been done. Uh, like you'll hear it about, we need, we are the world. Like he stated, like a we are the world thing, and that's more so to save the planet. You'll hear something about women empowerment, but for men, forty-four men on one song to come together and and speak on to the putting their pride and ego to the side to actually say, "I need you." Like that's 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 powerful in itself. So. Yeah, yeah that's, definitely mm -hmm. that's definitely powerful. Hey, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. Listen, I don't know why y'all playing. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like, Ding. comment, subscribe. The Fix Radio Show. Go to our uh, YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got giveaways going on real soon that are only going to be on YouTube. So you're going to miss out. We've been blessing people left and right. We've had merch giveaways. We've had, uh, you know, cell phone giveaways. we got all type of stuff that we got in the works. But definitely go watch this content on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, comment, all that good stuff. Follow us on uh, Facebook at The Fix Radio Show. That's D-A-F-I-X-X -X Radio Show on Facebook, on Twitter, on IG, our uh, Instagram handle is uh, DA Radio underscore, no, I'm sorry, The Fix underscore radio on IG. That's how you can follow us on IG. So make sure y'all following us. Make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube channel. We got, uh, oh yeah, we got, we got reviews coming real quick soon too as well. We did video reviews that are coming to our YouTube channel on different uh, uh, songs. We got a couple already in the, in the works. Um, and uh, Suave is working on some mixes. So get ready for some of these DJing mixes that myself and Suave are both going to do. Um, so, yeah, you definitely want to keep it locked. We got a lot of stuff going on. 
if you want to sponsor, be sponsor us, donate to us, email us at thefixradioshow at gmail.com. You know we're always looking for people to partner with us for giveaways, donate for giveaways, definitely collab with us. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Oh, what you guys want? Oh, I was going to say, if you also want to do um, some advertisement on our show, hit us up on email, thefixradioshow at gmail.com. Absolutely. We always looking, you know, to get your brand out there and to our, our audience. So definitely, if you want to advertise with us, sponsor, donate, email us, thefixradioshow at gmail.com. Or go to the link if, in any one of our bios and you can call us. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advances. Kingdom advances. Fix the scene. We out. Yes, sir. I was good with it, baby. It's your boy, Kujo Man Man, out of Louisiana. You are now locked in with Coalition Kingdom DJs. Man, y'all know Coalition got to sit on lock, man. Quit playing.